So welcome to Deconversion Therapy Podcast. It's an irreverent podcast about leaving religion. That is Bonnie. That's Karen. And we're very professional. We <laughs> That's are. Right. Um, Karen we, has a pun for you. I do. I was just saying we're pulling the fun out of fundamentalism. <laughs> That's right. And so we're, we're trying to make it fun and how we grew up in church and it was a whole experience and not like what everybody else grew up with if you didn't grow up in an in a big old organized religion. Right. So if you're curious or if you also have sort of left religion or you're questioning or it doesn't really matter. Whoever wants to listen, you can listen. Um, we do ask if you've been listening for a while, please subscribe. That helps us get seen by other listeners. Also rate, review. If you don't know what to say in your review, just write me and I will tell you uh, <laughs> what to write. Wow, um, that's genuine. <laughs> I know. And also, we happen to, Bonnie, be running a meme contest at the moment. And that is because I just opened up a Facebook page that's called Deconversion Therapy Podcast. And you can go to the page and people can like it, which I hope you do. And then we're running like a contest. So if you post an ex-Christian meme or something about religion that's entertaining and we use it on our Instagram, then one, you'll feel important. Two, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. And three, I will personally give you a heathen prophecy because, Bonnie, sure. you, you never, um, you were just Southern Baptist. You never went to churches where they did prophecies or healings, did you? No. <laughs> you say it like you were left out. I was left well, out again. Yep. Wait, so, I have a question. Don't we have a Facebook group? We do. We do. Okay. And if you go to the page, because you can find that, um, then it'll direct you to the group. Because we're not letting just anybody into the group because I'm in lots of ex-Christian, ex-religious groups, and Christians sneak in and start doing crazy <laughs> stuff. So I have Isn't a few Isn't that hoops. called like trolling? Isn't that what it trolling is, is? No, it's called witnessing. Oh, God, all right. you're so judgmental. Um, no, no, I really thought I had a grasp on what that, that you term do. trolling is. Um, it is. That's and I'll exactly tell you why I know is. more about Facebook later. Aren't you excited? I'm worried that you didn't know. Yeah about Facebook. No, no, no. I'll tell you why I, I know about okay. our group. All um, right. We'll leave. I'm going to put a pin in it um, and remember that. But okay. So I did go to churches that had, that believed in that Jesus did, mod does modern day miracles, which is, that's when the denominations start splitting off. So you got your Episcopal and Methodist and Baptist and generally, they don't believe in um, that, you know, Jesus still does some of the miracles. Like who, in the, who doesn't? The denominations themselves don't, um, don't believe that. They believe that the miracles Jesus did were while he was on earth. Okay. And then 
except for salvation. But I went to some other churches. I know it's a choice and it's a relationship. It's a relationship. Um, but I went to some where people prayed for healing. I've had demons cast out of me. I've had, uh, but you didn't want them to be cast out of you. Why not? Yeah, I did. No, there was one time you said you didn't. Something about being slutty. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, (laughs) I wanted that one in. No, no, that was another one where a guy, when I was overseas, he said that I obviously was sort of slutty because I was an American. And I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) And I was, like, really pissed off because... I had been, like, such an angel all my life, and I wanted to be like, you know, no, I have worked hard at being totally sexually repressed. Don't steal that. (laughs) Right. um, But, no, I've had um, the demon of yoga cast out, and my favorite is the demon of intellectualism. Oh, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, because I thought too much. Hmm. But um, that's yes. similar to being slutty. It, it is, and the yoga because of the pants and, um, the, and the positions. That's right. Yep. Um, Namaste. But it was. I don't. Where were we headed? Where was I going? Something with the miraculous and how. Um, yeah. And how the different uh, denominations. denominations think different things. Yeah, but that was headed into a direction that now I've forgotten. Well, we were going to talk about that documentary that we watched. Yeah. Is so, it maybe an intro to that? It wasn't, but it'll be a good one. So listeners can stay tuned for when my brain kicks back into gear. And, <laughs> oh, no, it was about um, the so meme contest. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) And we're done. Um, No, the meme contest, when I I received prophecies and I gave prophecies, so I feel that I can still do that now just without it being miraculous or coming true, Um, even though it was still 50-50 in the church. Uh, Were these like card tricks? Basically, yes, but... It's very similar to, um, you know, Psychics. paranormal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I so. see somebody with an R in your in your life. You would think that, but some are scarily uh, very, just like psychics, where you're like, how in the world did they know that? So some can be like that. And that's that's what I'm going to be doing to whoever wins the meme contest. All right. Well, maybe later we'll find out how you learned to do that. Not maybe not now, but later. Uh, no, I'm going to give the full description. <laughs> but all of that does go into what we've got to talk about immediately. Although, hang on, there was a guy in college, and we went to a Baptist college, who was giving prophecies for all of us at the table at lunch one day in the cafeteria. Really? And he said to me, like, he, he said, you are going to grow up, and if you have kids, you're gonna, your husband's going to come home, and he's going to go, 
oh my God, where's dinner on the table? And you're going to say, you've been playing dolls with your kids all day long. (laughs) I was like, that sounds accurate. That's a prophecy? Yeah. I'll tell you later who said that, but he's friends with you now. Those those don't sound really um, good. So no, he knew that yeah. I was. He knew that I had no like interest in being a parent, just being, you uh, know, somebody who enjoys stuff. Oh, which okay. guess what? Guess what? He was right. You should tell him one day. Okay, okay. even though I don't know who he is, but I no, will. You're gonna know off 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 mic. Okay, because I thought I unfriended everyone. No, you like this guy. Still. Oh. Well, then he must be one of my only two people left from <laughs> Baptist College. Yep, you like him. Okay. Yep. Well, all this paranormal um, psychic talk does lead right into what we're going to talk about, which if you have not seen it, I would say pause this, but, you know, subscribe then pause this <laughs> and go to Netflix Type in abducted in plain sight and watch it. Because we're um, going to spoil it for you. We're going to spoil So don't complain. Out of so it. That's all, right. So all one million of our listeners, <laughs> guess what? You have the chance right now to pause. That's right. So we're going to tell you what happens. God gives you free will. Yeah. So and you're gonna learn, yeah, a yeah. lot of what he does. Okay, and, so, and come back or don't come back, <laughs> whatever. Um, so you give some of the main points, and I'll just sort of leap on with you. All right. So there's this family in Idaho, and it's like 1972. And it's a husband and wife. They've got three kids. They're all girls. So the neighbors move in. They've got five kids. And the dad over at the neighbor's house really, really liked the oldest daughter, whose name is Jan. Um, How old after, was she? I want to say she was like 11. Could okay. Could have been 12. Um, but but preteen. Yeah. So when they met each other in church, one day he decided to send the family a flower bouquet saying, I enjoy your family. And uh, so the dad of Jan was like, oh, well, that guy's really sharp. So they and become sharp friends. And is the 70s term for, for nice. <laughs> um, but one thing before we go further, these people were Mormons. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's important because, one, it's a small town. Two, it's Idaho. Ten, yep. it's Mormons. And so you've already got a cloistered feeling to all of it. Yeah, and a very strong, organized, super Ikea-organized religion. Um, Yeah, so one day the guy, I think both of the dad's names were Bob, so they decided to call this neighbor guy B. So B wants to take Jan just Jan, not the other two sisters, horseback riding. And the mom initially says no, but the kid begs. And then B picks her up, gives her her allergy pill. That's in quotes. And then she says she passes out and doesn't remember getting to the stables. Um, so, so they are gone. Um, the parents back home keep giving the benefit of the doubt to B. And they said, oh, well, they must have broken down. 
And then B's wife says, oh, don't call the police uh, because I'm sure they'll be back soon. So this goes on and it gets kind of out of hand. And they wait, they wait for two days. Then they call the FBI and the voicemail on the FBI line says, if this is an emergency, get in touch with us. But if not, don't. So the mom <laughs> decides, well, I really don't want to bother those people. Uh, I get it, though. I get it, too, because back in the day where you didn't know where everybody was with cell phones yeah, and yada, yada, you think, okay, well, who knows what happens? Maybe they're walking back. I don't know. And this guy was in their lives for a while. It wasn't like he moved in in the next week. Right. We're going to go ride, you know. Yeah. Right. This is like like the best friend, your best friend's dad, who you were like, oh, yeah, this is like dad number two. Right. Who can take you and do whatever. And I saw the pictures, and if you watch the, the whole film, yeah, there's pictures of them all together at Christmas and yeah, both at their families. Yep. Yeah, they know each other really well, so it wasn't unusual right. or anything. But I get it. Like, back in the 70s, just the words FBI or police was fear, especially FBI, like fear or awe-inspiring. Right, like, if, if, if your dad took me somewhere, my parents would have been like, I'm sure something happened. Because yeah. it's your dad. So Jan, the little girl, the mom says, I don't think he's kidnapped her. He's just gone someplace with her. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. Um, yes, he has. So they faked being dragged from the car that he drove out there to wherever the horse stables were. Then he took her into a motor home that he and his family had. And then the really super crazy slow seduction starts. She woke up in the motorhome and she was bound. Nope. And there was this old school tape recorder next to her. And the tape recorder in this wonky voice said this story to her that she was half alien and she was chosen to repopulate the alien people by mating with somebody. And to her, that was like, oh, my gosh, well, it's just like the virgin birth. Joseph was like her dad. He yeah. took care of Jesus. But really, God was his real father. So a the voice voices, comes out of yep. nowhere-ish. Yeah. The voice comes out of this plastic tape recorder, this little square tape recorder. And she believes the whole story about an alien planet. And the box says, okay, you're going to get up now, and you're going to go to the other part of the RV or the motorhome, and in there will be the male companion that you are to procreate with and have a baby with. And guess who it was? I don't know. I can't wait. (laughs) It was B, the neighbor dad. I know. Oh, it's just, he's just so creepy. He's He's, so creepy. So visually, he's very, um, he's not attractive, but he's not like this ugly monster. He's more like a slimy 70s guy. But I have to break in and go, I can't translate what people looked like in the 70s to what we would think they looked like today. Like, what do they look like with a haircut like today? They all look slimy. Without those glasses. (laughs) They all look slimy. But like tan 
flacks and you know i can translate ted bundy okay today he would look like you know zach efron this guy (laughs) (laughs) like right a sports agent or something um but they said he was gregarious and vivacious and outgoing and yada yada and he's the funny xerox maintenance guy you think? I don't know. That's or I don't want to say insurance salesman because that is too much of a stereotype. But I mean, he's not. Yeah, he's not anyone cool or anything. I didn't think. Well, we didn't get to hear him. Uh, you know, are you saying you were attracted to his shtick? Well, I'm thinking <laughs> like, okay, of my my friend's parents, who would I've been like? Oh my gosh, he's so. He's so dazzling. Huh. I, I don't have any. I can't name I know. name a one. But well Yeah. I know. But by um. uh, things are <laughs> relevant too. So when you're in a church, what dazzles you <laughs> is there's a lower bar that's happening. Your your bar for dazzling. Yeah. Um so so then they switched to interviewing his brother, and his brother was like, yeah, I knew he was a pedophile. I'm like, oh, okay. So his brother just lays it on the table. Yep, I knew that. And uh, then you find out all sorts of things in the past, like he would go outside when the kids were camping and just lay down next to Jan. And one time when they were camping, she woke up and her panties were down. And he was like, oh, you must have been having an awful dream or worried about something. Wow. And um, then they went on a family trip together, and he took Jan because she was uh, not doing well or maybe sick. And in the hot in the hotel room, he she saw him naked. Um, then we find out at one point, uh, and this is what's funny too is is Jan's dad was like, "Well, he was in business, and I was in business." I'm like, "Well, isn't anybody who works in business so?" I don't know. Yeah. Um, As in, he was saying that means that we have a lot in common? Yes. Okay. But, like, oh, you were both employed. I think right it's, I, I think we're going back to that bar of church, <laughs> church people having, you know, yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't stay at home all <laughs> right. day and watch Mike Douglas. Um, so, apparently... Uh, this this bee guy said, oh, I'm stuck here and I need a sandwich. Could you bring me a sandwich? And he asks Jan's mom and then flirted with her. This is and before then, the RV. This is before the RV. Yes, they go back in time and explain what had happened. So he was laying a great groundwork for what was to come. So he fools around with Jan's mom and she said it was exciting. And then... Because she then, was... I mean, obviously, you know, it was boring it was, being married, especially back in the 70s. Yeah, in suburbia, again, Mormonism. In Idaho. The the weird, tall hairdos. Um, I mean. What? Like beehives on ladies? Yeah. Well, she had, she didn't have a beehive, but she had enough that she, you know, after she does that hot rolling and spraying for the day, the day's open. <laughs> the day. And so, but she just made out with him, I think, right? Or that's what they said. At that point. Okay. And um, 
so then then they interview the father and Jan's father talks about going for a ride with him and says, oh, then we parked and I noticed he was sexually aroused. And then B asked Jan's dad, could you give me some relief? And he said, oh, it's just, you know, you know, boyhood things or childish things. And so then he admits to doing it, which that's the part that breaks my heart. It breaks your heart, but that's the part of the film where everyone heard a record scratch from above. Right. And there are memes all over the internet about this moment, about when, when does a man who is good friends with another man just say, like, okay, I need some relief and the other guy do it. But doesn't that make you wonder what guys are doing out there that they don't tell us about? There's definitely. Does me. And there's a lot of, you know, grooming going on with this guy, the daughter, the wife. I do too. Because grooming should be positive. It should be like, (laughs) I brush my hair and brush my teeth. Not, yeah. (laughs) Well, ultimately, he used that against them in order for them not to press charges. Um, later against on. him uh, yep for for the kidnapping yeah i'd stay quiet if i jerked off a guy <laughs> wait you know <laughs> pull quote that one yeah, that's right <laughs> um so this b guy had been reprimanded by the lds church the latter-day saints for involvement with a different young girl and they had him go to counseling then he said he was going to a psychologist for treatment And part of his therapy, he said, he was assigned to spend time with the girls and Jan and her sisters. And Jan's mom and dad said, okay. Okay. I don't remember this part. So a therapist knew that he had a predilection. Is that the right word? The counselor did. Okay. But then he said, well, I'm going to California to see a psychologist you can call him and see but this is what he recommends for my therapy for me to lay down next to the girls so it's like um exposure therapy uh, yeah if uh, i don't know what that is but that sounds good so put putting yourself in a small little room with a bunch of nicotine smoke is going to make okay. you sick and then you don't want to smoke Putting yourself next to a warm-bodied, young, innocent girl right. that you're attracted to. I don't see that being the same. I know. But the parents said, oh, well, it's part of the therapy, so okay. Um, but then all of this, too. Okay, so they said that he was, that he, at one point he moved away, and he would come back for the weekend, and all the people in church when Because he, he would come back from the weekend or for the weekend and go to church. And all the people in church would go, oh, uh, you know, patting him on the back saying, we really hope you get well. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of support from yeah. the parishioners. We've seen that. I mean, I saw that a lot because everything in the church, especially when I was older, everything is... Um, set up that you're going through a struggle or a trial or being Mm -hmm. tested by God. And so, you know, you also have the close friends who know 
And all of those situations are like, oh, we're going to see God work in this person. And I knew a few people who would come out and be like, I have gay thoughts. And then people would pray and then be like, you're doing great. You're doing great. And (laughs) all of them, I know, all of them, you know, are divorced and and with their lovers Um. now because, you know, you can't really crack some of the things that are with your nature. Right. And uh, so the last thing I was going to say about the the whole idea is that what whatever you learn in church totally led her to believe that the story that he was feeding her about the aliens needing to repopulate the earth, it wasn't a big leap. No. And um, she was afraid that these alien leaders would take her spirit. And she said that was upsetting because she believed in life after death from church Mm -hmm. and didn't want that to be taken away from her. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people are like, how in the world can this? She's now a woman about, you know, I don't know, 48, 50. How can that woman have believed this stuff? And I'm like, we believed. Of course she would have. That. You know, a God in the Old Testament totally changed everything and, you know, impregnated a virgin and on and on. And there were all these miracles. So your mind is already prepared to accept unbelievable stories. Yeah. And the background of the stories of the leaders of the Mormon church are different from ours because those yeah. were more modern day people. Exactly. So, so yeah, they brought it into modern day times. And I mean, in hindsight, this guy who set this big long seduction for her, he was really good at it. Yeah, for sure. He figured it out. So she was in this RV then later, she's listening to the box and everything. So what happened? How did all of this, um, figure it oh, how did it wrap up uh, yep <laughs> uh let's see she eventually they got her home because he had her <laughs> enrolled in a catholic church in california so she was gone for a long time yeah she was gone a long time like months yeah i think that's right yeah it could yeah it could have been longer than that um but apparently she realized that what he said wasn't true because he put a time, a deadline on it of like, by the age 16, we must have a baby. That's what the aliens told her. And when she turned 16, she realized, oh, my family's still alive. And that was one of the threats. So this was years that she was abducted. Is that right? Well, when she came home and he was in jail or I can't remember the details. Gotcha. um, She wanted to go to acting camp. And then at acting camp, is when everything started to come together like, wait a minute, all these bad things that they said would happen if I didn't procreate with this guy, they're not happening. Right. And her sister didn't go blind and her parents are still alive or, you know, whatever the threats were, I can't remember exactly. And you will not become an actor. But she did. (laughs) She actually is, she was in like um, Transformers 4 and... She's in some sitcom, so she became 
And she's in the documentary. Yeah. Which I just love. And I, I give kudos to her parents for telling the story, too. Although they don't ever really talk about how, why they were in such belief. I think that there's talks that they're going to do another one. Because this came out, I think... Over a year ago, maybe two years ago, and in the last the, few months, it picked up steam, and they yeah, saw... Yeah, the movie came out in 2017, and then okay. Netflix released it in 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, people, every day, I see people going, what the what? fuck? Yeah. And I, well, that's what happened to me. I started watching it before going to sleep, and then I fell asleep, and then what jarred me out of my sleep was when he said he was relieving his friend, and I, I was like, I can't. I can't, I got to rewind this tomorrow and watch it. Right, because I have missed something in this. But at the same right. time, they couldn't fit it all in. But people who, you and I talked about this, and fortunately, again, you and I did not go through any sexual trauma with the church or any trauma in general. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's people we're pissed off at, but... Uh, we would be in life in general, different people. Um, but nothing happened to us. And, but Although, the idea. Okay, so if you, if you take the time frame, and I think we were talking about this before. So if this was the early 70s, we're just maybe five years older, I mean younger. Mm -hmm. And what was on television five years later was completely different. And like... Uh, Part of the time, I, I always joke and say, but it's not really a joke, that TV raised me. Yeah. Um, because the stuff I was seeing on television wasn't the message I was getting from church. On television, I was getting the idea that Billy Crystal as Jody, the gay character on Soap, was he was the sane one, and everybody around him, uh, they were crazy. And I wasn't allowed to watch that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... Um, it, uh, but but if you had been sneaky and you went to a TV, you could have. Right. But in 72, it wasn't there. They were still watching, you know, yeah, uh, Gilligan's Island and stuff. And, you know, they were coming off around that age. Adam Walsh was going to be happening, you know, a mm -hmm. little later. And some of the right. 70s had the most serial killer craziness of, you know, Ugh. any decade. So there were a lot of things that were going on that caused people to be more suspicious, more fearful, but we were so trusting back then. And you and I were talking about when you go to a church, especially as kids, you walk in and there's an automatic blanket of trust over people that you haven't mm -hmm. even said hi to yet. Yep. You feel like you're in the fold. Yep. There you're quote, brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. And, Brethren. Yep. And, you know, you're all smiling at each other. Anytime everyone gets together and sings the same songs, like there is something, I don't want to say magical, but, you know, there's something in that where yeah. it's easy to totally trust people and add that supernatural craziness and... I I can understand how it got, you know. And if they had kept their thumbs on us the way the Mormon church kept their thumbs on their parishioners, it might have been different. What do you mean? Like Well, we weren't we weren't 
they seem to be very isolated. Yeah. And they seem to not be allowed, you know, with the not being allowed to have caffeine. Okay, gotcha. And they're they're very they're very um, rule oriented, mo- moderated, and um, yeah. monitored. That's the word I'm looking for. And we had a little bit more freedom. Yeah, like no one was watching when I watched soap. They didn't know what I was watching. Jesus was. And yeah, I can. And he taught me well. And I can joke about that because, like, I did believe Jesus was everywhere. So it goes again into this, you know, it's not a far stretch with aliens or whatever someone's pumping into your brain. Yeah. Especially. Especially. I know. Espresso. When you <laughs> say it like I just did. But yeah, I think that that the, the film is entertaining and sad and funny and it's got it all i think that's why i was saying i bet more people have watched this than any of the oscar movies that (laughs) yep and she came out of it and guess what she seems like she's really got her head on her shoulders and yeah yep totally love her and i'm Mm -hmm. sure they're getting so much shit right now especially the father who was in the film I'm sure. I know. I know. Yeah. He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. Yeah. It's all on the, the asshole B guy. Ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. Should we want to, should we want to read a letter? Uh, should we want to? Yeah. I'm gonna. Do it. So, all right. Here we go. First of all, we read listeners' letters. I've wanted to get to this one for a while because... It was one of the first we received, and I'll just start. It says, hi. So first off, I'll tell you that my name is Gabriel, after the angel, but I'm a lady. (laughs) I have so many great stories about growing up in this weird-ass, culty, evangelical, fundamental church, exclamation mark. My parents luckily got out of it and chilled out for a while but recently went balls to the wall for Jesus again. Hard eye roll. Sorry, (laughs) Gabe. Um, Like they even have their own podcast and a Bible study app. Oh, What? Uh, The parents have their own podcast, yeah. Um, So one of the many crazy stories was I got re-baptized in this church when I was around eight. I guess maybe she got... Wow. Yeah, maybe she got dipped when she was a kid or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's what and they now, call it. They do. Dipped? And when you get re, it's okay. double dipping. Okay. I vividly remember the whole ordeal. It was like in some old hot tub. Ha ha. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was so afraid the pastor was going to drown me. I would not let him dunk me. And then she puts in parentheses, I take medication for general anxiety now. (laughs) I'm there with you, Gabe. Um, So I baptized myself, exclamation mark. There's pictures of me holding my nose and dunking myself under the water while the pastor is just standing Standing there there. (laughs) looking at my parents like WTF. Anyway. Why the face? I know. Yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> Anyways, that popped in my mind when you posted about asking for stories, but there are so many. Send them in, 
Okay. <laughs> we weren't allowed to believe in Santa Claus, so I told all the neighborhood <gasps> kids that Santa wasn't real and pissed off all the parents. <laughs> Ugh, so many stories. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. Gabe is really sweet. And I I think Gabe sent me a meme for the contest. But um, Oh my gosh, we were so allowed to believe in Santa. This We were, but I had um some neighborhood friends here where I live who weren't allowed because and here's the reason why. I never thought of this. She was like, we don't tell our kids about Santa or the Easter Bunny because when they grow older and find out he's not real, Um, we don't want them to associate that with Jesus not being Ah! real. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know. So, and it makes sense. And now she, she wrote me, oh gosh, two years ago and now she's like, oh, I am questioning I'm questioning a lot, and uh, they've pretty much done a 180 from all that. But Listen, I'm going to say it again. Our church was like disorganized religion. We were the the Tuesday morning or the home goods of, of religion. Like, oh, yeah, believe in Jesus. Uh, yeah, believe in Santa and uh, the Easter Bunny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, but that could have been the age we went there. I mean, the, the decade, the, the era. Yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of these things become trendy um, right. sayings and groups, you know, form around them. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. People can write us and tell us <laughs> what's going on with you Southern Baptists these days. Yeah, who are a little, a little tiny bit younger than we are. Yeah, by a day. Okay, tell about the postcard. No, I'm too mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... In the last few days, I'm in the Nashville, Tennessee area, which is the belt of the Bible, buckle, belt, buckle. And um, the last few days, people have been receiving postcards. On one side is a cute little Instagrammy graphic of some people and having Oh, yeah, a you blast. didn't show me what the other side was. It's like... I don't know, just something you can get off of some website Okay. when you type in, like, people having fun. Clip or art. Something. Clip art. Yeah, yeah. People having fun. And, but they have sparklers, so, and. So it's it Fourth says, of July picnic. Okay. Yeah. It says something like, Jesus loves you. And on the back, um, first, it's hand address to their name. Mm-hmm. And then it says something like, Dear Bonnie. I just wanted you to know that I have been praying for you for the last 30 days, and I'm hoping that the supernatural love of Jesus touches you, and when you reflect on this month, you can know that that was Jesus, you know, Uh loving and blessing you. Signed, and it it says, I don't know you, um, but I've been praying. Signed, Melissa, or whoever it is. So So they sign it. Yeah, and they handwrite it. So a mm-hmm. friend of mine posted it on Facebook, and she's like, what the fuck is this? And then 
there's like a hundred comments. My husband got one. My sister got my one. And then I have a friend who she's a Christian, but her husband isn't. And the husband received one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Do they know who is not? But I don't think so. I think um, it's not like that. But uh, so this woman who is a Christian said, I was very aware of this. A lot of the area churches in Middle Tennessee gathered together to do this campaign and just pray over people in the area for God to bless them and then to write them. Yep. And then I responded with, you know, from someone not in that, I don't think they realize, one, it's condescending. It's saying there's a society that feels you are incorrect about your own personal beliefs. Right. The return address is a post office. Wait, just what you said, though. How would they feel if you got postcard bombardment with, I've been talking to Allah, and he is, you know, on board with you having Mm -hmm. a good life? That's right. They wouldn't like that. That's right. We have named a goat, Bonnie, and we will be sacrificing it to the Dark Lord. And this week, you know... If something good happens, Bonnie, we just want you to know that that is from the Dark Lord. I mean, (laughs) how offended people would be. But um, also, the return address was a post office. So there's no, you can't write them and say thank you. You can't (laughs) say, oh, yay, I changed my mind about everything. You know, where can I show up to talk to someone? You can't do that. Right. You can't protest it. You can't do anything. So it's also like cowardly. It's one of those things where you and I were told, like, if you do this, Jesus has the rest and he'll do the miraculous work. Okay. So Um, just what you said there is my, I will take it from here on the business standpoint. If I'm going to complain about this, I can't just complain. I'm going to have to offer a solution. So... My solution would be, if you're going to send out postcards like that, then send out something that is not religious at all, that says something like, we hope you're having a, a great life, a great month, um, that you're feeling connected to the world, blah, blah, blah. And then you can put the P.O. box on there, but don't say Jesus at all, because people are going to compare notes and find out who it's from. Then the people who believe in Jesus, they were just doing something that was nice and inclusive. So maybe they shouldn't have shoved the Jesus card down everybody's throat. Yep. And that's, that's exactly it. I mean, it's backfiring. I'm sure, I mean, it's preaching to the choir Mm -hmm. if... And that saying obviously comes from church choirs, because who preaches to a high school choir? So it's definitely you're preaching to the Christian choir about their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And they receive that, and they're like, oh, that's so sweet. Right, But other right. people are just reminded, you are they, and we are we. And we're not on the same side. Yeah, and if I got a random thing. postcard from somebody going... Hey, this is just a fun thing that we're doing. And we're randomly saying hi to people, hoping that they have an awesome month. That'd be like, oh, that's so interesting. And then I would have been intrigued. I wouldn't have been 
repulsed. That's yeah. not the word that I wanted. I like there's some, <laughs> there's some, cri- I am repulsed. There, there's some Christian repelled, groups. Repelled, that's my word. There you go. <laughs> Um, there's some Christian youth groups that put sticky notes on kids' lockers <gasps> that are like, well, no, it's okay. It's like, have a great day. And I'm yeah. like, or a heart. And I'm like, okay, granted, I might be like, all right. But at the same time, it's like, that's nice. That's fine. It is. And that's what they should be. They should just be nice and fun and fine. Right. And then or, and then lead by yeah. example. And then if you want to go be with them and be that kind of person, by all means. Or if I receive something like we like Heifer International and there's a few others where mm-hmm. you can buy, you know, a flock of goats or a flock of seagulls. A whole flock? Um, <laughs> Is that what flock? goats are? I think they're a corral. They're a kid. They're goaty. I I have goats on the mind right now, but like you can you can buy a gaggle of chickens or something for some family in some poor country in someone's name. Like if I received something like that and it said, you know, Bethlehem United Church, hey, we just wanted you to well, no, I get pissed at that probably. (laughs) But if I don't know. I don't know. But a million different ways. But that's that. that's the whole thing is all everybody's going to get together now and figure out who it came from. So they could have been a little more stealth about it. Right. Anyway. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, postcards yeah. from the edge. <laughs> so we've started a new segment called Quest to Not Be Whiny Assholes. Do you have something from this past week or two? Well, that sparks joy. <laughs> yeah, here's what sparks joy and happiness. Because if you if you concentrate on that, then that's what you're gonna vomit out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my favorite, John Mulaney, was the host of Saturday Night Live, and um, I love that somebody somewhere uh, years ago, I don't know, months ago, tweeted out something. Uh, with his name that was to that song, that come my lady song, John Mulaney, John, John Mulaney, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. And so every time I hear him, I'm like, got to sing that song. So, um, yeah, he hosted Saturday Night Live and he talked about how he uh, grew up Catholic and he was going to marry a girl, a woman, who was uh, Jewish? Yeah, a woman. Let's move on from the eleven-year-old <laughs> dating. Yeah. So um, apparently, his parents, who were Catholics, who raised him to be very nice and repressed, said, "Oh, do you think she's going to convert?" And his his monologue about, "Oh, really? You think I'm going to present that to her as an option?" Um, oh, it was just so funny, and I'm I wouldn't do it justice by paraphrasing I, it. He was. Yeah, something about, like, yeah, welcome to this whole repressed, guilt-ridden, you know, life. Right. And oh, please, well, don't, <laughs> please don't Google us. Right. And, and see this look on my face? It's the same look I have after sex of the guilt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much more organization in the Catholic religion than ours, too. But that guilt is there. Mm-hmm. 
I'll tell you, though, for all that organization and a big no-no is not really been listened to yeah. as far as, yeah. I have to watch it, so I promise you I would, but he's he's so skinny and cute, and he was on Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars yeah. Drinking Coffee. yeah. And it was really cute because he yeah. was trying to buy a rug for his apartment. Oh, yeah. And his wife was so sweet about it, but she returned it because yeah. he picked this stupid one. She would have yeah. none of that. Yeah. yeah. And I, <laughs> So anyway, okay, so ask me about my dad. You know I don't like being told what to do. Okay. All we'll, right. We'll preface this. By saying that you were raised by a single mother, and I met you when we were about one, yep. because your grandparents lived on the same street, right. and we've known each other since then. Right. So, so my dad was never on? in my life. Um, when I got to the age of going to college, he sent his uh, brother and wife, my aunt and uncle, to say, hey, you know, if you want to go to live with him, uh, by the way, I hadn't seen him since I was like three, but if I wanted to go to live with him in South Georgia for two years, then I could go wherever I wanted to college after that and have a car, blah, blah, blah. But I worked really hard in high school and I was like, I don't want to go to some little tiny rinky-dink South Georgia junior college where I don't know anybody. So that was the last we talked. So then last week I get a friend request from him on Facebook. I mean, I can just assume it's him because right. it's his name. Yeah. So, um, so finally today I was like, Oh, I got to accept that friend request and say something. So I just decided, okay, well, I'll just accept it and say a little, little blurb of like, Hey, if this is my father, I hope you're having, or I hope, I hope you're well and that life has been good to you. Why didn't you just do the messenger wave? You know yeah. what? When it, when you, I have friend no idea someone, what that means. Uh, if you friend someone and you go into messenger, it's like, you're now friends with so-and-so give them a wave. And it's oh. this creepy hand. It told okay. me to say something to him. <laughs> oh. So it was just brief like that. And I was like, you know what? I love that the older you get, like, this is not a big deal. I'm certainly not going to chum up with him, especially after looking at Facebook where it's like all the the things about oh, Melania Trump should be the woman of the year, not Michelle Obama. And I'm like, oh, there we go. Like, who are the people who contributed to my DNA? I don't oh, know. Dear. And again, I think, wow. you know, TV raised me. Yeah. So what's yours? What's your stuff well, for the week? My, okay, so Bonnie talks about her bio dad <laughs> getting in touch. Um, I am going to talk about buying a mug. Oh, uh, sure. I know. <laughs> I wanted to top you, shame you. All the listeners are like, oh, now we're at the good stuff. Um, so here in Middle Tennessee, the weather's been depressing, like seriously. Lee, I have felt gray, not very gray, very rainy, cold, a way that is like prevented me from driving the hour to go visit some family who it makes me feel guilty if I don't and better when I do. So I've just felt really, ugh. 
and the sun came out for half a day, maybe last Tuesday, I guess, Mm -hmm. and jumped in the car, drove to a shopping center, walked in some random store, and there was a mug there that was so flowery and sunny and spring-like. Yeah, and I bought it, and it's like twelve bucks, and I've been having Ooh. it every morning. Although it has gold, which I'm sure it's real gold, <gasps> has some gold on it, so I can't microwave it <laughs> to heat up stuff. But I purposefully now I can purposefully think I am not feeling well. I know that this is shallow and superficial, but I know what an impact it has on my brain to see sunny colors. And so I'm going for it. Yeah. And and it reminds you of spotting it in the store and how it like boink and how nice I felt. And I'm not like a flowery person, but I find myself as I'm getting older Surrounding myself, surrounding myself by flowery things. And I'm hoping that that could either one be age because I swear I really think plastic flowers have been up in their game lately. And I don't know if that is age. They have been upping their game, but you must (sighs) not. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Can you not go to the grocery store and get flowers there? Yeah. Yeah. I do, but I'm like, when I see plastic flowers, I'm like, is this aging that I think that that does not look horrible like they used to? Mm, or I is... know what you're saying. They have upped their game, though. Okay. You're right. Well, they have. I'm still not getting one. And ever since... But as somebody who lives in Florida and sees them daily, uh, it still I'm not, repels me. I'm safe. <laughs> But, like, seeing those things that make me happy and getting more flowery things, I don't know if it's the political climate where people have been definitely a lot more to themselves. Either they're yelling in public, which I have done, or they're (laughs) hibernating, which I have also done. You know, like, there's... Or sheet caking. Yes. I've been to two sheet cake parties. and. So, you know, I don't know if it's I've had that. them by myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have one right now. Um, I don't know if it's that or what's going on. But when I see flowery things, I'm like, that's going to make my eyes happy. And yeah. I'm going to buy it. So, well, you know it. what? My, my favorite mug. mug has gold on it as well. So I love that we have the same problem. We're gold yeah. people. We're golden. Yeah. And that that mug reminds me of when I got it, and it makes me very happy. I'm sorry. Did you tell me? Yeah. Um, So speaking of buying flowers, I still have this memory. And I think it was when I lived in Tennessee, like in the 90s. I went to a gas station. The lady who worked there had still like a 70s bouffant, but with like where it's a bee's hive thing but all of little curls you know what I'm saying no picture a beehive hairdo but Uh it's not smooth it's all a bunch of tiny curls okay maybe it was like a attachment 
I don't oh, know. Okay. But it was, um, and she had drawn on eyebrows. And that's the new thing now, though. I know, but this was not <laughs> a thing when she was doing it. Okay. And um, the guy in front of me was sort of like if John Mulaney um, grew up in a small town without, you know, a lot of opportunities. <laughs> and he held, he, oh, he had a box of condoms. He puts it on the counter and the lady just, you know, looks down and then he looks to his right and sees those roses and he picks one up and puts it down. And she looked up at him and she went, nice touch. Ew. I know. I know. All right. So can we go now? Because that's can. funny. <laughs> we can end it. So, again, please subscribe. <laughs> you can also send us your letters if you go to our, what is it? Website. Our, our, yep. It's called <laughs> Deconversion Therapy Podcast.com. Then you can see where you can send letters and how you can write them and blah, blah. Um, or we have also, email. We do. You don't like that. You can send it to the email. Feel free. Deconversion Therapy. Is that also podcast? Hmm. At Gmail? Maybe, yeah. See, that's, that's why I why. to the website. <laughs> and then um, Instagram, Deconversion Therapy. Look us up. Twitter. You will look there and you'll be like, who are these losers? They have no followers. And I'll say, that's me because I never tweet. But um, that's okay. if you find us on any of those, um, say hi. And that's it. All right. Good to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm going to send you a postcard. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Is that good? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs>